Welcome everybody to Mom Street USA. My name is Kate, aka the Disney Cicerone, and with me as always is the beautiful and wonderful Wishes Mama, aka Jackie, is her <laughs> government name. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about 15 park hacks for making your Disney trip easier. So these are things, some of them we have said before, but some of them we have not. So we wanted to just give a fun little episode of some things you might not have considered to make your time and your vacations at Disney easier for your family. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. So are you excited, Jackie, to jump I into know. this one? You know, it was hard because I feel like we share so many hacks from week to week that we it was hard to like, like, okay, did we, did we talk about this one yet? I can't remember if we <laughs> talked about this one. So like Kate said, some of these may be uh, repeats, but hopefully some new information for you guys to, to help in planning your trip. And maybe, maybe some of, maybe you guys have other hacks you can tell us in the chat while we go through and yes, feel so free we'll as those. always to contribute that um, we love it when you guys do that well we'll keep an eye on the chat as well we do appreciate all of our mom street community um contributing to these episodes because that's really what makes it what it is is all of you guys and not just us so um thank you all for being here shall we dive right in jackie i think we're going to yes. go back and forth yeah so yeah. you do one and then i'll do one sounds good i think i've got a, one more than you so do you want me to start first that way yeah, yeah. <laughs> go for it okay perfect um so again like kate said these are just some hacks for, to just overall making your trip easier. So they might be before the trip, they might be during your trip, you know, so kind of a little bit all over the place, but hopefully they're helpful for you this evening. So the first one that I started my list with is making your priority ride list for each park. And we have touched on this briefly in some of our other um, episodes, and we actually will be talking about this kind of more in-depthly when we get into um, some of our shows in August that we're gonna do like a day like a day itinerary in each park. Um, so I'm sure we'll touch on it again, but making your list for each park of what your priority is. Um, that could look like if your kids are old enough and they've been before, asking them what rides they wanna do. We did this on before our last trip. We literally sat around as a family and we went around in a circle and it was like, okay, what is your top pick for Magic Kingdom? Um, and you know, we went around twice and we made a list of eight rides that we thought we would be able to handle in the time that we were there. Um, and I was like, okay, that's our, that's our list. So I, you know, wrote it down on my phone. We did that for all of the, all of the parks. Not all of them had as many. Magic Kingdom has quite a bit more rides than some yeah, of the yeah. other ones. Um, so, you know, but we made our top, our top priority list. Um, and then we also talked about the expectations too. Um, and I made sure that my kids understood like, okay, this is our list. If we get more, great we might not be able to. That's why we're doing this list to make sure that have some input in what we're gonna do, you know, together as a family as well. Um, so I think setting up those expectations along with that is also super helpful. Um, and then also we do, we do a whole thing about measuring because my kids are still little, you know, four and six. So it's like, okay, time. <laughs> we gotta measure and make sure and, and see how tall you are. Um, the last trip, was trying to make sure that my youngest was at 42 inches so that she could ride those rides that were 42. <laughs> I know she was like right there. And then, you know, it was like literally a week before we were finally at like 42 and a quarter where we finally felt comfortable that we were like, okay, <laughs> we'll be good to go with, you know, some of those types of things. So she got to ride, you know, some of those bigger kid rides for her. Um, but then also you can prep them again for that too. It's like, okay, my daughter's 42 inches. Okay, you're not tall enough yet to ride this, this, and this, you know, yeah. so we're, we might go on it with brother, but you're gonna, we're gonna make sure that you get to go on your ride as well. 
Right. Um, so we'll do something setting. fun while we wait for exactly. them while we're doing that. Yeah, that helps. Exactly. Setting up that expectation so they're not having a meltdown or just get really bummed in the parks because that's mm. the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she loved it because the last time we went, she's not tall enough for um, Flight of Passage. And so when we went to go there, she and um, my father-in-law, Papa, was with us. And so her and Papa went and got a popcorn refill for everybody while we rode Flight of Passage. Aww. And she was just so excited to go do that because, like, she's four so like yeah. she's like okay i'll go help like i'll do whatever you know whatever everybody needs me to do so she was it was so sweet and she got that little bit of time with him so that. it was all good but little definitely yes having that list and then setting the expectations kind of hand in hand with that i feel like super helpful as you're starting to plan your trip yeah no definitely and i feel like we have also talked about this before in terms of talking to your travel companion whoever's going with you if it's a if it's a spouse or a partner or a, you know um, a family member or friend you know asking them what it is that their priority is too and a lot of times I know a lot of them will just be flexible and say oh you know whatever the kids want or whatever but you know asking them like is there like one specific thing that would just kind of make your day to do and it may not be an attraction it might be something simple like getting a drink from starbucks or uh, getting to go on this specific ride and sitting next to this kid or something like that you know um mm -hmm. just whatever would make their trip extra special i always kind of check in with all the adults on the the trip just to make sure they're getting yeah. what they need as well i think that's important yeah absolutely um okay so hack number one check my box checking I'm like i need to get out my apple pencil um, <laughs> um okay so my first hack and i specifically tried to challenge myself i was like what are some things that I, we have never said on here and i'm pretty sure i've got most of them that are new so um my first one is something that i've done with my family is i buy ears ahead of time on um various places but usually they're cheaper than getting them in the parks Obviously, I get ears in the parks too, but <laughs> when it comes We've to like my, about that. <laughs> my family, uh, especially my, you know, I've got two little girls, and um, sometimes we like to have matching ears, and three sets of ears can be extremely expensive in the parks. However, yeah. you can get some on Amazon, Etsy, eBay. You can get them a lot of other places for a lot cheaper. The Etsy ones aren't always cheaper. It depends on the, who's selling them. Uh, but I've gotten like some ones that are like these ones. People were asking me where I got these Jungle Cruise ones. Mm -hmm. These ones I got on eBay for like, I think they were $20 because they were from, tw you know, 2020 back in the day when the world was crazy so mm -hmm. deals to be had online and those are our official disney ears so get your ears ahead of time um, and then you can even match if you want to with each other which is great and some of those ears are way more comfortable anyway yeah. than the disney parks ears because they do pinch a little bit less mm -hmm. um you do have to kind of watch them on little heads because sometimes they fall off a little more easy but I just anyway so that's yeah. my hack is uh save a little bit of money because i feel like we all could do that right now so true. <laughs> Even with my bougie lawn that we were talking about. <laughs> Wait, that, that was, was before the show started. Oh, <laughs> I hope yeah. I explained that. <laughs> we were, just to recap, we were talking about how our, um, I was asking Jackie if she had an in-ground sprinkler system and she said, no, like, those are only like the bougie people that had those. And I was like, oh, I guess that's me. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> all good anyway yeah no i i get a lot of ears from our burlington um yes. and i'm lucky that we i have an outlet near me so i get a lot of uh you know mickey and Minnie ears down at my disney outlet for 
I mean, half the price, if not less, sometimes if they're running really good sales, sometimes I get really lucky. I know you've made me want to shop at Burlington, like single-handedly. <laughs> like I'm going to find one that's somewhere in my state. <laughs> I'm going to go there. See, I have this problem now because like our friend Victoria will also shop at her Burlington and like we'll send each other like pictures of what we find and it's like, oh man, now I got to go. <laughs> you found this cool stuff. I want to find cool stuff. Now I got to go too. I know. It's like peer pressure for Burlington. Yeah. Who yeah. knew? I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kristen says, I just found Disney Park ears at Burlington last week for $6.99 a piece. Yep. So you can definitely, and that's about normal for what Burlington will, will charge you for a set of true Disney parks ears. So, right. I mean, and obviously they're ones that are like from a while ago. They're mm -hmm. not like the brand new ones that just came out, but yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so kind of going along with that, one of the hacks that I put down is not only just buying ears, but buying, and we've talked about like toys and snacks and stuff like that, but pins and costumes too. Um, especially if you've got a kiddo who wants to do pin trading or you're just starting into that, um, buying pins online, um, and doing that kind of thing is super, super helpful. And same with costumes. If you're doing Bippity Boppity Boutique or you're doing, you know, planning on meeting princesses in costume, um, buying those ahead of time can save you a ton because they, while they will have every princess you could want in the parks, it's going to cost you a pretty penny yes. to buy them at Disney. And they're um, not and terribly comfortable. I was going to say, and oftentimes the ones you can find on like even Amazon are going to be way more comfy than buying ones that you might uh, find in the parks. And not only that, but like I can find, if I'm just planning on trading, like I just was at my outlet the other day and they had a set of four pins that was like, $15 for all four. And it's like, That's if you're just amazing. looking to trade, then, you know, buying pins that you don't love that are on clearance that you're just going to trade anyway is, is another way that you can kind of save a few dollars before you head down to Florida. Yeah. And same, you've talked about uh, finding things, little Disney toys and things that you can kind of pack ahead mm -hmm. of time. I think uh, our friend Kirk from Walrus Carp also talked about that where yeah. they call them what pixie gifts he, he does tinkerbell gifts tinkerbell gifts and yeah as long as the girls are having good days in the parks i believe tinkerbell will come and and bring them some pixie dust with some little gifts while they're staying at disney that's so which sweet it's so much fun you know so anything like that that you can pick up ahead of time online cheaply before you go will save you a ton um and yes. will save you from your kids asking constantly if <laughs> They want something out of the gift shops. Again, we've talked about this a little bit before, but you know, things like glow sticks or, you know, things like that, they help prevent the kids from wanting all of the big light up wands and bubble wands, those types of things that you, you know, your kids will probably want if they see them, buy them ahead. <laughs> right. And if you go, you know, more than once and they know that that happened in the past, they'll be like, oh, but like, I know those things are there, but like, they'll think in their heads, but mom's got those like glow sticks she's going to pull out at mm -hmm. night, you know, yep. so you just got to make sure you have them at that point. But... Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> make sure really you helpful. don't make they sure you know. have them in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, all of that kind of stuff um, that you can buy ahead of time is super, super helpful. So toy snacks, pins, costumes, ears, all of the above. Yes, absolutely. All right. Hack number three. <laughs> I was like, I think out my that fingers. That was kind of like, like a two, a two for three, four, One, two, three, four, four? four. four? Yeah. Okay. You're, you're on for four, I think. Oh, I'm on for four. Okay. Um, alrighty. So this one is just a really simple one, but I feel like most people don't think about it. Um, and it is one that I do. Um, I actually get something that's either 
I, there's a couple different brands out there, but they're called like their bit belts is one of the ones I think I have on my storefront. Um, but there's just these little like rubber things that don't cost that much. I feel like you can get like a 10 pack for $8 or something like that and 12 pack for you know 10 it's really not that much um but they slide on to your magic band like this and when you put it on you can like secure your magic band um by sliding it over both of them and that way it actually won't pull off or snap unsnap um and i have actually i didn't think this was necessary for a long time i was like oh that's just a silly silly expense for a tiny little piece of rubber but it literally has saved my magic bands um i we did lose one in the parks one time because they're getting out of the ride and unsnapped and like fell down from the track area oh, no. so because it can if it just gets bumped on something it just like completely mm -hmm. unsnaps and then falls yeah. off and they're very the magic bands are not getting any cheaper so it's kind of just a really cheap way of uh protecting your investment they come in a variety of colors so you can pick the ones that make the most sense for uh, your magic band. And you know you can make it themed if you want to. I have one that mm -hmm. glows in the dark, which my kids really love for those dark That's rides. super fun. Yeah, so um, that is on my Amazon storefront if, you, if you're if you just looking for a link for them. But otherwise, like Fit Belts, if you search for that, like it, it's made for a Fitbit, but it'll fit on any magic band as well. So yeah, Amazon yeah, is, nice. the, is the easiest place to get those uh, that I have seen. And uh, yeah. yeah, very helpful. Yeah. Those are super helpful. I feel like recently in the last couple of months, I've heard about a lot of friends who have been like losing, dropping magic bands, magic bands falling off, you know, all of the above. So I feel like something like that is super helpful, especially for kiddos who are more prone to accidentally bump their magic band into things if they're actually wearing it on their wrist. Yeah, um, yeah. That's super helpful. But also like I wear my kids' magic bands on the strap of my like fanny pack or my bag. So like also having it there is super helpful too. So that yeah, way it doesn't go flying it. off. Yeah. So it's not going to unsnap if you bump your bag on something. Yeah, for sure. Brian's asking what happens if you lose your magic band in the parks? That is a great question. <laughs> yeah. So the good news is magic bands, if someone else finds them, chances are good they're going to get turned in because the person who finds it can't use it because once it's been linked to you, it can't be unlinked and relinked to someone else. Um, but that being said, someone actually has to find it in order to be able to like turn it in. Um, and if you lose it on a ride or something like that, you can let the cast members know and they will look, they will, you know, they'll, if it's somewhere that they, you know exactly where it is like and they the can access it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be able to go get it. Um, but chances are good. They're going to tell you to put in a lost and found claim, um, which is actually all online. Now you don't even like go and talk to the people at guest services. They will just tell you to go to, um, the website <clears throat> to enter it in there. Um, and then they will keep you informed as far as like, I think they give you like updates throughout like the next week or so. Yeah. Allison um, says she lost hers on Navi and two weeks later, Disney found it and sent it to her home. Nice. So, See, so it does right. happen. Definitely does happen. Um, but it's not guaranteed, unfortunately. Yeah. But the, the best thing you can do is just try to protect it to keep it from falling off um, yeah. because it's it's just very... It, they do unsnap relatively easily too, which mm -hmm. is kind of a bummer. And when you're like, I always feel like when you're in that stressful moment where you're climbing in and, or out of a ride and they're just like, 
you know, they, they're essentially the cast members say like, go, go, go. Cause right. they, have, they have, you know, timing, they have to get everybody out and in, in a certain amount of time. So that's why they're trying to get you out there and across that mm -hmm. yellow line as quickly as possible. But for me, it's always so stressful. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> that's what my like, <laughs> magic, go, come on. like gotta get the camera, make sure and... they don't fall, make sure I have all my stuff, make sure they didn't drop anything. I know it's like, check all the bins, make sure everything's, you know, you've got all the bags and the baskets and oh gosh, your ears and it's so right. stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, hack perfect. number five. Okay. Yes. Group <laughs> to five. We are. Okay. So number five, and again, this I feel like is kind of a given, but I did just want to mention it. Um, test out your shoes ahead of time before going. Make sure you break them in. Don't buy brand new shoes right before you go. Even if they're a brand that you know you trust, still make sure you break them in before you go you don't yeah. want to be in the parks and have that issue because that is like number one thing that will ruin your trip is if you don't have shoes that you can wear that's so true yeah. and yeah it's it, you yeah and may, blisters are will ruin your trip in a lot of ways they'll make it very miserable to walk and sometimes those new shoes especially in hot places are just awful mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah i always wear my shoes are hideous but i've used them so much they are broken in and i wear them everywhere and everybody yeah, always yeah. asks us like what is the best shoes to wear and we've always we've, we've told you guys before like it really depends on you as a person mm -hmm. and your comfort and your feet <laughs> yeah. so it's hard for us to recommend a specific one but we do recommend they waterproof mm -hmm. especially for florida in particular because it rains so much there and if your feet get wet it's not good <laughs> right exactly so whether that means you're breaking them in going on walks around your block for a couple weeks before you go um you know if you're going to the zoo or you're going on a, a trip to your shopping outlets where you're going to be walking a lot or you know going to the park or going on a hike with your kids whatever it may be that you know you're going to be walking quite a bit um, do it a couple times in your shoes before you go make sure that they're you know, a little bit worn in to make sure that your feet are going to be comfy in those walking around in the parks. Yeah, uh, Christina recommends moleskin for blisters. I also like those blister bandages that are mm -hmm. specifically for those. Um, I like those. And uh, Lissy says Epsom salt saved her aching feet her last Disney trip. So that's interesting. I don't think I've ever tried that. So that yeah, this last trip I had soaked my feet one because it was just so hot outside but i you know when we did our midday break i had soaked my feet and i i thought about it. i was like man i wish i had some like epsom salt or something with it because it was like oh it helped cool me down and it helped make my feet feel better so that was helpful <laughs> <laughs> um but also i would just say along the lines of that is bringing multiple pairs of shoes even if it's just two that you can rotate in between yeah. um making sure that you've got that because one if they get wet um, you know, if, if you're like, well, I don't have any waterproof shoes that are going to be comfortable for me all day. Okay. Then you've got to make sure you have a second pair that you can, you know, go back to the room and swap out or throw in your bag or throw under your stroller or whatever it may be. Um, same thing for your kiddos. You know, if you've got littles that are going to be in strollers, they may not, their footwear may not matter quite as much, <laughs> but if you've got kiddos who are old enough to be walking for quite a bit, same thing goes for them. You want to make sure they you know, if you're going to buy them new shoes, make sure you buy them a month or so out so that they're broken in those with aching feet. That's true. And I always, always asked our kids for hot spots is how we talk about it with them. 
Is there any part of your foot that feels hot? Because they often can't understand when they're really mm -hmm. little, like what a blister is. So is, is there a particular part of your foot that feels really hot right now? And then we can kind of take a look at it and see if that maybe give it a little bit more protection um, or use like the little blister. Uh, we have like a blister stick that we use, like mm -hmm. anti-blister stick, that chafing stick. That one is great for keep. I've not had a single blister since I started using it. So that's my, my go-to yeah. hack for that. That's helpful. And if you've got kiddos that don't like, because I know like moleskin, depending on how much of it you're having to use, if they don't like that feeling, if they can do band-aids. I know Band-Aid brand makes like padded band-aids that sometimes will be just enough if they've just got a little spot that is hurting them, maybe just doing a, one of those padded band-aids instead of the moleskin. Like, because I feel like my kiddos, if I ever approached them with moleskin, they would be out. <laughs> like just sensory wise, like, nope, I don't want that on my body. I don't know what that is. But if I were to do a band-aid they'd be like oh yeah okay that's fine so <laughs> picture of you like chasing your kids with moleskin around the house <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah that, that's, that's not far off come on it'll help you let me put it on it's like every mom ever mm -hmm. <laughs> like it'll it's good for you i promise yep, it'll yep. Help. yep exactly uh, and then Allie over here said, I also wear socks with my sandals to avoid blisters. No shame in my dad's sandal game. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of socks, Brandy over here says, um, the compression socks are amazing after a long day. And I 100%. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've started talking about compression socks more in here. And of course, like, you know, the people that stalk me on the internet to market stuff to me now know that I want, I like compression socks. So I've literally been getting ads for them nonstop since I talked about my love oh, no. for compression socks. Um, no, but I do, I do love compression socks, especially on the flight. Um, but I think I might start wearing them at the end of the day. That might actually help my feet during my trip. So thank you, Brandy, for sharing yeah. that. I didn't, hadn't thought of putting them on in my hotel at the end of the day to just kind of like get everything circulating again. That's great. Right. Like as you're, you're already like walking around the room, getting yourself all situated for the next morning, just put them on then and mm -hmm. start yeah. to help with that. Yeah. That's great. That's a great tip, Brittany. Thank you. Alrighty. Are we ready for tip yes. number six? Yes. Number six. Um, so this one is something that I have done many times as I travel and I'm in hotels a lot <laughs> these days um, is using your ironing board in your hotel as kind of an extra space so you can do this for a lot of things um, if you're if you're if you're solo and working like me you can use it as like a desk but uh, if you're with kids and things it's another extra spot to put stuff in your room so it can be a place to um, you can, or you can lower it down and make it into an extra table. If you do put any food or anything on it, make sure you put some towels down and stuff to protect the ironing board because it's just to be courteous to other people. Uh, if you're going to do anything that's messy on an ironing board, make sure you put something down just to protect it. Uh, but it is is a really nice thing to have. Uh, we've used it as um, for adults for a place to eat so that we can, we're not eating on our beds. We sat on the end of the bed and used it as a table. So your ironing board... If your hotel has one, it's really helpful to just kind of give you an extra surface to put stuff on. That's genius. I read that on your notes and I was like, why have I never thought of that before? I tell you what. So smart. Yeah, it's like the first, if there's, if I'm staying in a hotel that doesn't have one, but usually they will bring one to your room. So I'll request it on check-in if it's not there. Yeah, so smart. And that's super helpful. Like. I literally had images of like, oh, that would be so helpful with like my kids, just sit them at the end of the bed and put the ironing board and they got a place to 
So smart. So smart. I mean, it is like, it can be a little bit tippy. So just, you know, know your kids and know right, how right. they're capable of, of not knocking it over and things, but don't put anything dangerous on top right. of it. That's what I would say. Open but, cups, maybe not a great idea. No, closed sippy cups are yes. good. Yes. Water bottles. Yes. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Number seven. seven. Um, so this is one that I started to do kind of unintentionally during the pandemic when we were like getting ready for my daughter's first trip. And that was watching Disney movies and the attractions on YouTube to like prep and get ready. And I've mentioned this a little bit, I think before, um, but I feel like it's super helpful if there are movies that you know there's an attraction that you're gonna wanna take your kids on um, or that they're gonna wanna go on once they see it. If they haven't seen the movie or they don't have any context for what it looks like, um, I feel like it's super helpful to do that. You know, we went through before because my my son went first when he was under two so he doesn't remember a ton um so the second trip his second trip and my daughter's first trip we really like beforehand my, we made a list of like all the attractions and what movies they had not seen and all of that and went through and, and did that with them um and it also i think we we that kind of branched into us watching some of those ride point of view videos on youtube and my kids especially my oldest really needed that context before we went so that way he knew what to expect um because me just explaining to him like okay this ride is going to be in the dark before it needs to be able to actually see it um and some kids want that some kids don't you know you know your kiddos the best if you if they are like no i don't want to see it i just want to you know have fun if they're older and they're like no just just take me on whatever you know you know your kids but it was fun because it gave them context and then when we got in the ride um we in the line we could like review what they had seen be like remember this one is this and they'd be like oh yeah and then this is gonna happen and then this is gonna happen so it was it was super helpful to be able to do that um and thinking about our our next trip there's a couple movies i'm like well, we should probably refresh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been a while yeah. since we've watched some of these and some of the you know some of the things that they're more interested in now are, yeah. has changed since they were you know two and three years old so yeah we're doing a refresh on all the classic movies because i realized my kids haven't seen them since like they were little and they mm -hmm. don't remember half of them and so yeah. they don't really know these characters and i was like oh that's mm -hmm. not right like, right. <laughs> like they, they need to know these characters yeah so we've, we've been watching them and then because my kids are older to kind of piggyback on that um, we also kind of do behind the scenes stuff. Like you don't necessarily do that when your kids are little because you don't want to spoil things for them and stuff. But my kids are old enough to know things. Um, so we tend to do, uh, you know, behind the attraction is a great one on Disney Plus. I love um, that one. I also love the Imagineering story is one of my absolute favorites to give some more kind of in-depth knowledge into what the Imagineers do, which my mm -hmm. son really appreciates as someone who likes engineering kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and also there's books out there like um, where... Where in the world is Walt Disney World? I think is one of them, and who and who is Walt? Who in the world is Walt Disney, or something like that? And we we have those books, and they've read them independently, and they've just kind of gathered their own Disney knowledge. So it's it's fun that it's not just like, not just the rides, but they also have some history context going into it. Go mm -hmm. figure. Why I would be interested in that? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no way. <laughs> and I do have these guides that I actually really love, and I'm pretty sure they're still going to the Kingdom. They also they almost all the parks, California Adventure and Disneyland, but they have, they organize everything by like land. Mm -hmm. They have activities in there for kids as well, but you, they can read it ahead of time and be like, here's things I want to do. And then they can also like rate the attractions by how much they love them at the end. 
So I'm like a huge, huge fan of these books for kids. They're yeah. so well done. They have a lot of facts in them about different attractions. And they also tell them what to expect for each attraction. So what it's like. So if they're nervous about things, this is yeah. a really one, great one for kids that maybe have some anxiety about what, what, what to expect when they get there. So yeah, that's helpful. Um, and if you've got littles, they also have um, Little Golden Book has started to release attraction-based books um, that they have. They have one for Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, no, they're fabulous. I know those three I have. <laughs> I'm like trying yeah. to think about what else is on our bookshelf. Um, but that's fun because it gives the kids a little bit of storyline um, and, you know, gives them a little bit more to kind of look for whenever they're on the ride. So I like that about any way that you can prep them ahead of time and give them context so they're not just going in. I feel like it, it's overwhelming. And then they, they become disinterested when they're like, well, I don't even know what's happening right now. Right. <laughs> you know, you want to you, yeah. you give them the, the best experience that they can have. But that being said, I also will say that this is a good way to kind of gauge what they're capable of. Um, because I, 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 the quote that I, I was reading online about you know, different things for, about from mom's perspective of taking kids, because I feel like I'm just constantly reading about that to see what other people are saying <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But I read that someone said, remember, just because they are tall enough doesn't mean they're old enough yeah, to go on something. One. And I feel like that, like I read that and I was like, yes, that is like so important because like my kids have been tall enough to go on Tower of Terror for the last two trips. My kids still won't go on that. But like <laughs> they finally, they went on on it the last trip but now they even decided they're like we're done so I, I thought you weren't old enough but you said you wanted to go and I wanted to give you the ability to make that decision but they're both tall enough but not old enough and like my my oldest is tall enough for a rock and roller coaster he's not old enough for a rock and roller <laughs> no. coaster <laughs> oh my gosh that's an intense fun yeah. yeah yeah and he he really wants to go on it and I was like we'll see we'll see um you know for our next trip it's like well we'll see what happens because i warned him i said it comes down on your shoulders which you're i know he's not gonna enjoy that sensation yeah, yeah. of having that and you go upside down which may or may not bother him because i know that the first time he rode um expedition everest he didn't like like the g-force going around the corners i'm like if you don't like that i really don't think you're gonna like rock and roller coaster Probably not. Yeah. so again he's tall enough he's not old enough yet so right. i think using using some of this prep to gauge where your kids are at can be super super helpful that's a great tip. I love that. Christina says she's just barely ready for that ride as an adult. <laughs> Same. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have to like talk myself into that one. I'm like, okay, we're going to get through this. It's going to be fine. See, I haven't been on rock and roll coasters since mm -hmm, 2014, 2015. I only go with other people now. I don't yeah. go by myself like at all ever yeah so and it's, it's one that like my husband and I have both done so we're like eh, we'd rather do <laughs> you know we'd rather do Star Wars stuff and Toy Story stuff and Runaway Railway and all that kind of stuff it's like we don't need to do that one it's like the bottom of our list and if we get to it we might but even then we might just go nah it's okay <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't do it uh, just because it makes me really dizzy. So I come off of it and my motion yeah, sickness yeah. is like, what what were you thinking? You can't do that. And I get a lecture and it's not fun. Um, so yes, that's, that's my whole spiel on prepping with movies and attraction videos before your trip. I love it. Are we on to seven or eight? Eight. Are we on eight? Eight. Okay.
glad we're keeping track in a very professional way here. Um, okay, hack number eight. Um, this one is when I somebody else taught me this, and I don't remember who. This was years ago that I learned this, and I've used it ever since, not only for uh for myself but also with traveling with my kids and it's to create a drop zone in your hotel for when you come back for all the stuff that you took with you just to the parks so uh like my ears my magic band my um my bag full of stuff like anything that is on me my water bottle i create just like a drop zone and so some people have said you you can use a box or you can use um, an empty suitcase or a shelf like whatever you want to designate as your drop zone but have everybody put it there and i actually like not yelled but i've like said to my kids i'm like go to the drop zone, put it in the drop zone. Because when you're trying to get out of your hotel room in the morning and somebody can't find their magic band and the other person can't find their ears and this person can't find this, it gets so chaotic. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need that kind of energy in the morning. <laughs> like, nope. I'm already struggling in the morning. Nope. <laughs> Nobody has time for that in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, just another better says mine, mine is usually a chair. So like, yeah, have mm-hmm. a drop zone where you put all your stuff and just get very, very disciplined about it. And then uh, you can, of course, you know, take like take things as you need to to refill or restock or do whatever it is you need to do. But make sure it all goes back to the drop zone at that point. And uh, for me with kids, it has made things so much saner. We used to do it when we had a stroller. It used to be like wherever we park the stroller and then the stuff goes next to it or on the stroller or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that my kids are older, they literally get in the room and they just like spread out <laughs> and save their shoes too. Cause gosh, like kids can't Shoes are the big ones with, with my kids. I'm like, nope, nope. Why is one shoe over there and the other shoe's over there? Nope. Put shoes where they belong. Oh my gosh. Put shoes where they belong. My house is like that right now. Like I just found like one like up in the landing and its pair was down in the living room, like behind the couch. And I was like, how is that even possible? Like, what were you doing with your shoes? I made one here and one down there. Right. My kids are pretty good at home because we have a good like bin system at home. But yeah, when we go anywhere else, it's like like chaos. All of that goes out the window, (laughs) whether it's visiting family or on vacation or wherever. It just, it all goes out the window and it's like, okay designated shoe space (laughs) that's right put them in a pile well and i thought like i i was just thinking because we're going we're going away uh soon to a wedding and we're staying in an airbnb and i was like and they were very strict about how expensive their carpet was and how we can't put any shoes in the carpet i was like great for my three kids so i was like wonder i might just take some like painter's tape like blue painter's tape and put it like across the like by the door and be like, this is like the shoe line and you can't have shoes cross this line. I'm thinking like, I'm gonna experiment. <laughs> they need a visual. <laughs> but you could also do that with like a box on the floor, like mm-hmm. put your shoes in like, do it with a painter's tape, put a little box on the floor and just gives kids like a visual, like, oh, this is where my shoes land. You know, I think that yeah. would be really helpful. Yeah, or and even uh, if you unpack a suitcase, you know, if you're, if, you util- if you're someone who utilizes like the drawers and like when you go to hotel rooms or whatever, or closet space, you can, if you have an empty suitcase, stick it on the floor. Okay. Shoes go in the suitcase. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Ben says, have your bag and everything you want ready the night before you head to the parks. Like that's a given for me. I know some people though, they're so tired at the end of the day, but they're more of a morning person. So they just say that I'll just wait till the morning. It really depends on who you are um, in terms of what you're capable of. I have to prep it the night before, or I'm like, this is too much work to get out the door. Same because I'm usually packing lunches in the morning. So like yes, I have to yeah. divide and conquer because I can't do it all one or the other. Like no. just nope, doesn't function that way. Um and Cassie mentioned in my chat earlier that she always fills her Owala water bottle with ice first thing in the morning too to help 
get that kind of prepped and ready to go. So that's a great hack to use your the ice yeah. machines in your uh, in your hotel quick service restaurant. It's always helpful. That's so smart. For me, that having that drop zone really just changed the game with traveling with my kids, especially as they got older mm -hmm. and just put their stuff everywhere. So, yep. Yep. And as long as you ha have a method, whatever it is, whatever it is to, so you don't lose your sanity trying to track down all of your kids stuff. Well, because that, of the especially when you only have like, if you're staying in a resort at Disney World and you only have 30 minutes of like extra magic time, mm -hmm. like you're already like might lose that just trying to wait for a bus. Like, so give yourself as much time as you can to get out the door. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's yeah. all I have to say about that. <laughs> we move on. <laughs> Love it. Um, speaking of park bags, number nine. Nine. Yeah. I'm. I'm slowly losing track of what, like, <laughs> what I number write it down. <laughs> we didn't number these very helpfully anyway no. <laughs> um so talking about park bags um this is one that we have talked about but i just feel like it's too important to not include some of this stuff in it in this episode um things like bringing your own water bottle not having to buy a water bottle in the parks um bringing your own portable chargers from home if you're going util to utilize fuel rods like we see our friend kirk at walrus carp use and i think kate you use fuel rods if you're going to use those get them ahead of time because they're cheaper to buy ahead of time online than they are to buy from the machine in the parks um, having your own poncho ahead of time with you um, one that i saw that i often forget about we are not huge autograph people but i know a lot of people do character autographs but having the like clickable sharpies are super helpful that way you don't have to worry about losing a cap possibly um, so getting a couple of those if you're going to be doing any sort of autograph type things um, as well um, and then something that i typically do because we do take a stroller still is I will kind of split my park bag into two and I will keep like a smaller bag or like a crossbody or a fanny pack with me that has all of like the really valuable stuff, the chargers, our wallets, those types of things. But then anything that's replaceable, changes of clothes for the kids, um, you know, that kind of thing, water bottles or ponchos, even that kind of stuff can stay in the bag in the stroller. Um, that way we're not carrying everything with us to and from every time you have to park the stroller because you're parking the stroller at basically every ride or every other ride if you're depending on where you are. Um, so I advocate on having a smaller bag that you can just grab off the stroller that's got all of the irreplaceable items in it that you can take with you onto whatever ride you're going on. Yeah, don't leave stuff that's like we said before, don't leave valuable things in your stroller because yep. Yep. people will steal them. Unfortunately, yes, it's the public. You're going into the public. <sighs> Think of yourself yeah. like that. Would you leave it in a stroller on the streets of New York City? If the answer is no, don't leave it in your stroller. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think really, like I said, having that and like we I typically just bring a fanny pack and I'll just throw, like I said, any valuables that we don't want to leave in the stroller in there. Anything that's replaceable that we could run to a Target or a Walmart and grab, you know, that is not going to be life or death situation. Um, and I did see, along with the autograph thing, I just saw this. Somebody posted it recently, and I wish I knew who, because I'd love to credit them. But they had, they got a book, I think, on Amazon that had, like, all the Disney characters in it. And they had little, like, pictures of them and, like, a little blurb about them. It was literally just, like, a children's book, but had all mm. the characters in it. And they It's a that. Disney encyclopedia. I've seen okay. that. We, we have one on our shelf upstairs. We just don't use it for, for, yeah. for the autographs. But I've seen that, too, where they take it and they find their page and have them autograph on their page. 
which is really fun. Like, Super I don't know if I'd here. want to carry it all day, but if I had a stroller to put it in, you know, mm -hmm. hey, so that's a really fun idea if you want a picture of the character with them, you know, I think that's a neat idea. All right. And yeah. Blair says that her diaper bag is for all the replaceables for them too. Yeah. That's exactly what we do. Anything that can be easily replaced. Cause it, it's just not worth making yourself exhausted, having to carry that around when you're going places, especially cause my kids are still little that like, sometimes even when we pull them out of the stroller, like, especially my youngest, like I'll still carry her to and from the ride sometimes if it's late in the yeah. day and she's just done, like, even though she's yeah. been in the stroller, if it's hot, I don't want to have a backpack and my daughter <laughs> both. <laughs> and if I have my back available for piggyback rides, my oldest usually wants a piggyback ride. So it's like, it's just better if we, we don't have to because we have the stroller. Then your kids get to carry their own stuff mm -hmm. and they walk or you take a break. Yeah. That's that's it. Because you can't, my kids are too too heavy to carry. Like I literally legit can't. Yeah. Like I think sometimes Elliot will give my kids piggyback rides mm -hmm. like but not for very long. Right. Like, right. like I'll walk until that post is there and then I'm putting you down. So. Yep. Yep. Hey, sometimes that's all they need though. Sometimes just the idea of, oh, I got a break. Okay, now I'm ready to go. But sometimes that's all they need. Yep, for sure. Um, should we move on to hack 10? Yes. The 10? Is it my turn? Yes. <laughs> you just said one, right? That was yours? <laughs> yes, that one was mine. Oh, well, while we're talking about strollers, since this I know is that perfect, worked out nicely. Um, I know. So, um, if you've been at Disney, there, even if you haven't, there's there's often like a sea of strollers in some locations. I feel like this is true both at Disney World and Disneyland because Disneyland has only so many places you can park strollers because it's so compact, um, and Disney World just has a lot of strollers because it's those parks are huge. So uh, have something to identify your stroller. Um, you can use, I, I've seen, I've heard a lot of people stealing Disney balloons recently. So I have a hard oh, time recommending Disney balloons because people might so steal sad. them. It is very sad. And the balloons have gone up in price. They're like $18 now, I guess, instead of 12. I'm like, ooh. Um, but you can do something as simple, a, a cheaper option, bring some really colorful, unique ribbon to tie to your stroller that you can see from far away. Something fluorescent or bright colored that, you know, wrap around it, create something that you can visually see from a far distance and be like, okay, that one's mine. Especially if you're like renting a stroller, because some of those all look the same as other ones. And we've had to like hunt down our stroller before because yeah. you can't find it. And sometimes cast members will move your stroller to another location. Just please, please pay attention to where stroller parking is. There'll be signs designating this is a spot to park your stroller. Just because there's other strollers there doesn't necessarily mean it's stroller parking. Mm -hmm. Other people might have just decided to park there, but it's much kinder to the cast members if you park where you're supposed to. Right, right. <laughs> In general. Um, but uh, definitely. Um, Put something on your stroller so that it's easy to locate when you encounter the sea of strollers because it'll yeah. save you so much time. Yeah, and it can be hard because some places where you go to park your stroller, you literally hand it off to a cast member. Like when you're, the one that I can think of is like when you're in line for the safari at Animal Kingdom yeah. and you pull off to the side, um, you literally just hand it off to a cast member and oftentimes they take it and park it for you. So it's like, then you literally have no clue <laughs> where your stroller is. So right. having something that can help you <laughs> is very, very helpful in that situation for sure. I, I used to be my go-to was to like have a balloon on it, but now it's like, oh, that's tough to do. So yeah, uh, especially if it's, yeah, it's hard. Cause then too, it's like, okay. What if someone else has 
the same Disney balloon on the same rented Disney stroller. <laughs> like yeah. it can be, it can yeah. be a little tricky. So yeah, having something in addition to maybe a balloon would be helpful for sure. I would say get some colorful ribbon before you go if you can, or something that is from home that you recognize mm -hmm. that is not valuable that people won't want to steal right, right. and uh, put on your stroller. I think is the best suggestion I have yeah. for that. We have used duct tape on the handle of ours. Um, so we like fold it over so that it won't like we're not sticking it directly on the handle because then in the heat that's just a big old giant mess um but if you double it back and then just leave the little part of it sticky so you can stick it to itself we've done that with like bright tape before um, and then my kids think it's fun because we put like avengers tape on it one year <laughs> so you know things like that um uh, brandy says satin scarfs are good that would be good yeah satin scarf or like a brightly colored one yeah. Easy, easy. A couple people over here are talking about using, like Holly said, using air tags for strollers in case they get moved. Um, yeah, and then, cool. yeah, using a unique luggage tag from the last trip. Or, yeah, a lot of people also, Kristen was saying, use, use um, like stroller signs from Etsy um, that you can get. But again, it's hard if they're, if it's something hanging down, it's harder to see. So you really want something on top of your handle, if at all possible. So maybe attaching your stroller sign with a bright colored ribbon, <laughs> you know, to help with that, I think. So that way it's easily visible from the top. Yeah, of, yeah. In, anything in the you sea. can see on the top. <laughs> like, I think in the past too, we've, we've like thrown a brightly colored when it was cooler out in the evenings we'd color with a brightly colored blanket we'd sometimes drape over the top because then mm -hmm. it's really easy to see but if a cast member is going to move it you want to make sure it's not something that's going to fall off or you know mm -hmm. get lost in that so yeah kdo says washi tape because she's used that for her luggage before too so yeah, yeah that's a good idea too any of that kind of brightly colored stuff that'll make it easy for you to find your stroller yeah that's great for luggage too yeah Alrighty, we're on to 11 11 yes okay I wrote them down now <laughs> that's helpful thanks kate <laughs> keeping us on track here i'm trying um, <laughs> so number 11 um kind of fits with last week we talked a lot about genie plus um and if you missed that episode we did just get it posted today um, but my one of my things with genie plus is don't hesitate to modify if your genie plus time is something that is just not going to work for you like just get on and and modify it yeah. even if it's first thing in the morning i have been very successful at first thing in the morning like modifying immediately after i book something and getting a way earlier time um so it's definitely possible um and putting those ride times close together or as early as possible is really in your benefit and again we talked in-depthly about genie plus last week so refer back to that episode if that's something that you're like i need more information about that um so again don't be afraid to try i've done it where I booked like a ratatouille in the morning and got like an 11 o'clock time and was like, oh, like yeah. it, was, it was earlier, hop right on and modify. And within about 20 minutes, I got like a 905. So like it, like it literally, it happens. I promise you. <laughs> because people um, change their stuff all the time. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So don't hesitate because especially the system in the morning gets really bogged down and it will oftentimes, I feel like they don't let people book as many times as like the system typically does like an hour after you know starting at like 8 a.m or past um so i feel like they almost like slowly release things because the system gets so bogged down right at seven yeah. when everyone's booking um so again don't be afraid to go back in and modify and and also remember your current time that you have booked it's not going to disappear just because you're trying to modify um so don't worry about like oh well if i try to go in and do it i'm going to lose the time that i do have 
that doesn't happen. I promise you. <laughs> so don't be afraid to go in and, and kind of take charge of that and try to get yourself a, a better time for what you're looking for or what you're hoping for. I love that idea that, you know, like this is your vacation and yes, it's a little bit frustrating sometimes to not be completely in control of all of the genie plus and virtual cues and stuff, but they, I'm not ready to do that yet. I'm going to find another time or yeah, I would yeah. like to do that sooner. I'm going to try to find another time. And there are ways to try to, to do that. So don't just give up and be like, well, it doesn't really work for our family, but we'll just make it happen because it's frustrating. And, you yeah. know, it's your vacation. You get to decide what you do or don't do on it. Right. Especially around meal times, Like do you, you need to eat and you yes. need to feed your kids and make sure that they're happy and eating too. So like, you know, mealtime times are really hard. Um, so if it's something that's just not going to work, you need to push it later because you need a little bit of extra time inside the AC sitting down at your meal, then mm -hmm. push it another half hour later. You know, that that's yeah. something that you have the ability to do. It's not always a guarantee, but it can't hurt to try. Yeah. I mean, it, taking care of your family has to be number one. So if it means, even if it means somehow you, you decide not to go on a ride or you, you like, you'll have another chance to go on it later or just drop yeah, it all together. Like whatever you need to do, take mm -hmm. care of your family first. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So, number 12. So the 12th hack um, would be, it's my turn now, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I keep track of, I can either do numbers or I can do whose turn it is, but I can't do both. Can't do both. Um, okay. We got this. Mine is like one of my biggest hacks is um, like Ziploc bags or like, you know, zipper storage bags. I use those for so many things. Uh, I think that I always have some stashed in my bag. They, they weigh virtually nothing. So it's not right. going to hurt anything to have one. They're great for like wet ponchos. So you don't have to put a wet poncho back in your bag. They're great for if you're at a meal and you have some leftovers that are like temperature safe to keep at room temperature or hot, you know, the rest of the day. Like my kids don't maybe didn't finish their crackers or their biscuit or their carrots or something from their meal, but they, I know that they'll be hungry in an hour and they'll want mm -hmm. to eat them. So I put them in that, um, things that maybe, especially with kids, clothes that get wet are messy and you're just like, I don't want to put that back in my bag with all the rest of my stuff. Okay. They're just so multi-purpose. I use them all the time. Um, and so I, I just recommend sticking a few extra um, into your park bag and into your suitcase in general, just for things that you might need to pack um, when you're coming back home as well. Like we use them for wet swimsuits and stuff like that mm -hmm. as well. They're always very helpful. Yeah, especially if your bags that you take into the park with you are not completely waterproof, which not very many are. Um, if we get caught in a storm and we're pulling out ponchos, I usually typically will stash my like chargers in my wallet into a Ziploc just to make sure that nothing gets too waterlogged or too ruined yeah. or anything like that. You know, the majority of the stuff you have is going to be okay in the wet. <laughs> it's not going to get completely ruined, but from, you know, just in case I kind of I go ahead and sometimes if it's really, really bad, I'll even go ahead and throw my phone or like my, you know, whatever we've got carrying out on us too in there too. And just be like, well, if I need my phone, I'll dig it out later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so smart. I feel like, uh, yes, for water rides, I hadn't even... I have used them for that as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did have a time when my phone, like water got in my phone and I couldn't charge it for like four hours yeah. it took for my port to dry for my phone. Cause iPhones are like, 
mostly waterproof except for that place where you plug it in to charge it and so protect that at all costs do you yes. want to do number lucky number 13 yes <laughs> number, 13. number 13 um this is one that we have mentioned but haven't really specifically talked about and that is utilizing mobile order on your app um so we've talked about how mobile ordering can be helpful but i just feel like it's something that needs to be mentioned. Um, there are tons of quick service places across um, all of the parks in Disney World and Disneyland that do allow you to mobile order um, where you're mobile ordering ahead of time via your either your Disneyland app if you're in Disneyland or your My Disney Experience app if you're in Disney World. We talked before about using ways to get um, gift cards and things like that. Remember that you can use your gift cards to pay. So your account's already gonna have a credit card loaded on it, but you can bypass that and actually use a gift card hard to pay for whatever it is that you're purchasing. So I feel like that is a huge time saver. It can be super helpful because if you know where you're headed for lunch and you're getting on one last ride before you go, you can have it pulled up and start to kind of that process. Cause I know it can be a lot for, <laughs> for a family, you know, even my family of four, it's like, okay, what do you want? Do you want this? Or do you want this? Do you want this side? What do you want to drink? And then it's like rinse and repeat for the next kid. <laughs> So it's a whole time consuming process. So if you can get it done ahead of time, that way when you get there, you can just go in and sit down and kind of get that out of the way it can be super, super helpful. The other thing that you can utilize with mobile ordering and mobile purchasing on your app is several of the merchandise locations actually have a mobile checkout that you can utilize um, where you just scan your items, you pay on your app, and then you just show kind of as you go to leave at the door and they'll even bag stuff for you at the door if it's something you wanna stick in a bag from the merch location. Um, I know the Emporium does this. I know that um, Creations does this. I don't know offhand, anymore, but I know that it's slowly becoming <laughs> more of a widespread thing that they do at Disney World. I don't believe they've started that at Disneyland yet, have they? I feel like I have seen it at Disneyland, okay, but so I don't know for they sure. Do at Disneyland. So I don't want to speak out of turn because I feel like I've seen it there, but I'm not sure because I go I go to both so frequently that I might yeah. be thinking it's Disney World. <laughs> don't it take can my be word hard for to, it. To, yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Um, yes, yeah, so those two things, mobile ordering from quick service restaurants and using the mobile checkout um, are both really great time savers for you so you don't have to wait in super long lines. Okay, so that was 13. Shall we move on to 14? Yes. I think this is my last one. Yeah, so you'll get, you'll we'll round back I with will, Jackie at the end. Yes. <laughs> I'll round it up at the end. <laughs> so hack number 14 is actually kind of like a bunch of little mini hacks. Um, I was thinking about older kids waiting in line activities. Uh, we have a lot of, we, I think we've talked about younger kids waiting in lines a lot. We've talked about things like, you know, I spy and, you know, some people will do bubbles and things, but um, there's, there's lots of people have talked about a lot of things for younger kids, but I was like, what do older kids do that's not just being on their phone? Because like, let's say maybe we want some family time. Maybe sometimes everybody wants to be on their phone because they need to introvert and hey, you know, that you do you. But yep. <laughs> no judgment if you, you're cool with your kids being on phones the whole time. You know, everybody has their own style of parenting. But sometimes I'm like, let's do some things together, right? Um, so uh, I think one of the biggest ones I see everybody doing is the heads up game, you know, where you have, you kind of put your phone on your forehead. We kind of do it down here just because I don't like holding my hands up there the whole time um but they it's kind of like charades-esque well they're kind of like not charades it's like where they're trying to guess what it is that's on the screen they're they're giving you clues without saying it and then i guess it's kind of a version of charades and then you either flip the phone up or down if you get it right 
And then uh, you try to get so many before the timer goes out. So they have actually like Disney packs for this and a lot of families will use heads up. Um, and it does make the line go so much faster. To be respectful to the other people waiting in line, make sure you keep moving, first of all. Yep. It's very easy to Pay get attention. distracted and not keep moving. <laughs> also, it can get a little bit loud. So, you know, just, you know, be mindful. Disney's loud anyway, but be a little bit mindful of the people around you. Sometimes people around you will kind of want to, like, get in on it. And it's kind of fun if, you know, like, they get involved too but uh mm -hmm. some may not be wanting to get involved in your game or to hear it really loudly next to them so just be kind and courteous to everybody around you <laughs> that's always important uh but heads up i think is a great one because it really does involve you know more than one person you can kind of do it as a group um Another one that we do, the Disney Play app is always really fun in line. Um, I really like it for the Jungle Cruise in particular. It's got like Jungle Cruise trivia. <laughs> so mm -hmm. my kids, but my, I ask my kids, they don't ask me because I, I always get like 100% and they get <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are not allowed to answer. You are, you are I'm like, I'm sorry. I did a 21 episode podcast on the history of the Jungle Cruise. Um, so yeah that and just regular disney trivia there's a lot of just like if you just google disney trivia sometimes it's just fun to ask each other that um so i've also heard of people talking about if they're waiting in line for a specific ride they talk about that movie you know like if they're mm -hmm. seven doors mind train they talk about snow white if they're in the star wars ones they talk about the star wars movies and just kind of have a conversation about them which can be really fun about which ones you liked or didn't or you know the themes in it and how they relate to your own life you know you could give as deep as you want or <laughs> you know um and then uh mad libs is a big one for my husband he loves mad libs he's a little bit obsessed not gonna <laughs> It's fine. It's this thing. So, um, yeah, so Mad Libs is a, a really fun one. There is a Mad Libs app you can use, um, and that's that's always a fun game. And then uh, my son, who's older, likes to do small handheld games, fidget with. So fidget things are really um, great for him because he feels like he can be doing something, but he can also introvert a little bit. So that's helpful for kids that maybe are a little bit overwhelmed by the crowds and they just need something that's kind of on their own for a little bit. Um, and also my, my daughter is a huge reader, so she likes to bring a book into the parks and read in line. And I just have to gently kind of make sure she keeps moving Bring forward. her with you. <laughs> <laughs> just put a little arm around her back and just make sure she keeps walking forward. But if your kid's a reader, you know, like, hey, man, like, let them read in line. Maybe they need an escape, too, and they want to get away from it for a little bit. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Cassie's saying, listen to my audiobook. That would be hard to do with your family, I guess, unless everybody yeah. was kind of introverting at that point. Right. <laughs> but you're welcome to listen to A Glimpse of the Magic. It is an audiobook, but thanks, Cassie. It's so funny. Um, but I feel like lines can be really overstimulating, and you get yeah. in some of those kind of cave like areas in, in some of them. Yes. Um, so having something that is a distraction or the ability to kind of introvert is, is not always a bad thing for no. all of us, I feel and like. Long, it's a long social day for anybody who is overwhelmed yeah. by that. It can drain your batteries really fast. So sometimes that's what you just call waiting in line time is like, I need a little introvert time and then we'll see you when we get on the ride and we'll reconnect like emotionally, yeah. mentally, physically, <laughs> like not physically, we're still next to each other, but you know what I mean. But uh, uh, Brandy says my son is a drawer, so little notepads and pens. Yeah, like some mm -hmm. kids like to draw or sketch. It's sometimes hard when you're walking, but the kids will figure it out. I think we've done little, those little like 
magnetic sketchboards in the past um, yeah. those are actually really helpful too for that kind of thing so yeah, that's what my kids love helpful. the little tiny like they're like this big and they're like yeah little magnet magnet doodle little things and it's like those are super easy to even they'll fit inside my fanny pack so like yeah not a big deal at all yeah and they have those ones that are great that are uh, they they draw like rainbows when you draw it but like you can actually sketch a whole bunch of things and then you can like delete the whole thing so it's not magnetic mm -hmm. but it's like digital my yeah, my daughter kids, has one of those. Oh gosh, my kids They're love super those fun. things. Yeah, <laughs> it's like hours of stuff. So yeah. yeah, yeah, all of that great ideas for waiting in line, especially with older kids. Younger kids, figure out whatever works for them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Alice says, love that we mentioned such a loud social day can be draining for sure. It it is, and I think it's sometimes mm -hmm. we have. It can be draining for even adults, but let alone kids that can get very, very overwhelmed from that. And even if you take a break in the afternoon, that's, that's still a lot of park time that you're mm -hmm. expecting them to be interacting with people around them and everything happening around them. And it's a lot. It's a lot. So, yeah. And that's yeah. why meltdowns are totally normal. Yes. When it comes to Disney. From kids we, and parents alike. All of, <laughs> all of the above. Everyone is included. It's okay. You're allowed. Just go have a nap and a snack and we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. righty. Do you want to finish us off with our last Yes. Hack? Okay. Number 15. And I may have a bonus one at the end. So oh, we can go all the way to 16, but it's okay. Number 15. <laughs> it's like when we tried to do 10 snacks at each park and it became like 15 at each park. It's <laughs> We're like fine. 10-ish snacks. <laughs> It's good. 15 plus a bonus. It's fine. Um, so something that we haven't talked a lot about um, is something that I have done with my kids. And that is before we go teaching my kids what the IDs of cast members look like. So that way, heaven forbid, something happen, you get lost. It's a very people-y park. Um, they know who are safe people to go and ask for help. Um, so we, I show pictures and then usually when we get to the resort or the first time we get into the park, wherever it kind of makes sense based on we're not holding up any lines or anything like that, I will walk over to a cast member usually and say like, hey, could I, you know, can you show them your name tag? I want to make sure my kids know what the cast member name tags look like um, yes. because I feel like that is super, super helpful, especially if you've got a little bit older kiddos that maybe... Um, you know, you're giving a little bit more freedom to, and maybe they're allowed to go, you know, run into a store while you're standing out on Main Street or something like that. That way, if something were to happen, they can't get to you or they lose where they are. They know who to ask for help. Um, with younger kids, I, we did with both of my kiddos on their first trips, um, little temporary tattoos that we ordered on Etsy and they had um, a little Mickey Mouse head on them. And then they had like my phone number and my husband's phone number on them. I love it. And we did a temporary tattoo and we just put it like right here on my son. And for him, it was just his little Mickey stamp because it had a little Mickey head on it. So like he wasn't, you know, he didn't care. Um, and then you can use like a, um, like a liquid bandage over top of it to make it last longer. Um, so that can be super helpful. But like the ones that we ordered on Etsy would last like two days even in the parks, which was like crazy impressive for temporary tattoos in yeah. the sweat and the heat and all of that. Um, and I have heard of kids also, or parents also do using air tags and things like that for their kids as well. But, um, having a, system... a low budget route, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, but having a system 
of some sort. And also if you've got older kiddos, making sure that you set like a designated like meeting space or like a, Hey, like maybe they have a phone, but you want to make sure you have a space to meet like at a certain time. And that way they know where, where to find you or if they need to call you or if they need to, you know, making sure they're aware of their surroundings and they is really, really big. And then another one that I also do, and it may be a little overbearing of me, but it's just who I am as a mom is I take a photo of my kids every morning before we leave, (laughs) before we leave for the parks. That way I know exactly what they're wearing. And then in a moment of panic, if I have lost contact with them, um, if I need to be able to tell a security, um, you know, cast member what my kids were wearing, I have an exact photo of what they were wearing that day. Um, so that can be super helpful too. Luckily I knock on wood have never had to use it. I hope to never have to use it, but I have that, um, just in case. And honestly, like they're cute photos too. (laughs) It's a a win-win when it comes to that. Um, so, you know, yeah, I used to, uh, back before we had phones, I'm dating myself, uh, (laughs) when I used to run around, in the parks with my brother, our designated spot to meet my dad was always the partner statue in the middle of the hub. So it was like, we always had to go back to the middle of the hub. And it's like, it was, that was, of course, it would be in Magic Kingdom or Disneyland, different parks or different spaces. But I always remember that as a memory, that was our designated meeting spot. If you got lost, you could just go back to the hub. So um, Ryan asks, if the child does get lost, do the parks have a certain area? If you go to help for a lost child, they, they do. Um, you can go to a couple places, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll there the baby care centers. One of them you can go to. You can go to um, City Hall on Main Street. You can go to pretty much any guest services place. If you say I have a lost child, look for those. I think they're. I want to say they're blue umbrellas. I think they're blue mm-hmm. umbrellas somewhere, and they're like green at Disney or something. They're different colors, different parks, but I know they're blue at Disney World. Blue at Disney World. Yeah. Look for the guest service umbrellas. If you've lost your child, they will get you reconnected. They've got, um, they've got all the connections they need to get you to the right spot. So if you're not sure where to go, just find a cast member, like (laughs) just find, you know, if you're literally (laughs) like, I don't know where the closest guest services is. I don't know where the baby care center is like the fastest way to get there from where I am. Just find a cast member. And they will yeah. either radio for you, direct you where you need to go, get you to who you need to get to, any of that. So that's something that, you know, I feel like every cast member is informed of what to do in that situation. So I feel like on Main Street, there's a sign that says, like, lost parents inquire, like if the children's lost, the lost their parents. <laughs> I just remember that being Possibly. like a Victorian sign. Says lost parents inquire within. Well, next time you go, you're going to have to look for it. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it does happen where kids get lost at Disney, um, but th- some things you can do to prevent that besides things like, you know, AirTag and whatnot. Um, a lot of the bathrooms, especially at Disney, sometimes they'll have two exits. And I know, especially with older kids too, like m- my kids are trained to like, don't leave the restroom without mom. I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of a universal standard rule, but you know, what if, it, let's say you have you're with a parent of an opposite gender and they have to go in the other bathroom and if you go out the wrong exit and they're waiting for the other one sometimes you just get disconnected so those kinds of things do happen where there's just a mix-up and sometimes kids just kind of get interested in something and wander and you know don't no judgment if it happens no, to you never <laughs> go find a cast member and right. find your kiddo because yeah. i'm 
sure that they will connect you quickly. <laughs> yeah, I was literally with our friends Becca and Ellie at Magic Kingdom on my last trip, and we got lost from each other. So like. <laughs> Like, literally that exact thing. We went into the bathrooms inside Cosmic Rays, and they, they're one of those that you can go out on either end. And two of us went out one way, and one of us went out the other way. And it was like, where are you? Where, where are you? To find each other again. So I get zero judge Cosmic Rays. I feel like it's a weird, weird layout it's for that a place. a very, like, round, like, because it wraps all the way around where the counters are. So, like, yeah, yeah we just, we, we went opposite directions. So. <laughs> So if you lose your adult friends, yes. hopefully they have a phone and you can text them. Replace your staff. <laughs> Go to your designated meeting place. Exactly. Oh, goodness. Exactly. All right. Yes. Did you say you had a bonus hack? I do. And us. it's kind of a lead into some stuff that's coming up. So. Um, one of the things that I always like to encourage people is, you know, some people don't want to plan out full itineraries. They don't want to know, you know, what ride they're going to for a second there. They need, need to be a little more free with their plans. Totally fine. Not my vibe, but totally fine. <laughs> um, so what I will there. encourage them is, is something that I feel like a lot, a lot of us often say in the parks and that is left is right. Um, going left oftentimes will put you in a better situation, whether it's your your queue line splits into two, like on Big Thunder Mountain when you get down the ramp, um, whether it be you're entering Magic Kingdom and wondering if you should go towards Tomorrowland or Adventureland, Frontierland first. I almost always say left is right. Um, there are instances where that is not the case, which kind of leads me into, we are going to talk um, our first two episodes in the month of August, believe it or not, so a couple weeks from now, um, we'll be highlighting um, each park and what a day itinerary in that park will look like. So we will explain to you those moments where maybe left is not always right, um, but I always encourage people to go left. Because yeah. most people are right-handed and they will instinctually go right. So going left will oftentimes put you in a better situation. Yeah, and it, I mean, it used to be a lot more than this, but it used to be a Main Street USA that the, the stores that they had on the right were like things that you would need as you're going into the park for the day. And the things on the left side would be things like souvenirs. That, that's why the Emporium's on the left. Fascinating. I think about this like the right as you're going out, but left technically when you're right. going in. Emporium's because then you pick up your souvenirs on your way out. Huh. It's It's gotten a little bit more fuzzy over the years mm -hmm. as they've swapped out vendors and layout and whatnot. Now there's kind of store on the both sides of the street mm -hmm. but um that that was the original intention is that people think to the right when they go in so the psychology was to put things they'd need for the park on the right side and then the left side things you take home hmm. yeah fascinating yeah. i never knew that <laughs> the more I you know that the more you know <laughs> more you know so there you go <laughs> cue all of the people when we post this screaming about how world showcase whether or not you should go left or right because i'm waiting for that to to happen when oh, we get well there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know let's i mean we'll just take a quick moment let's just pause there because you brought it up now <laughs> and i feel like i mean so this is the post that i just recently did right and it's yeah. the the idea of what country are you supposed to start in? This is the eternal Disney debate that will go on <laughs> for all. Of it. We'll never, 
be finished. Um, but I, because of the early concept art and the fact that the American Adventure Pavilion was like, that was what you entered through was through the American Adventure because we are in physically in America and then you start going around the world. And so that is why there's Mexico on one side and Canada on the other because the US is right between them. And when you walk in, you actually see America across the lagoon. Which isn't the same as being in it first, but it makes sense that it's there. It's your, what's what you see technically. I'm telling you, I don't understand why they didn't just like, bloop, <laughs> like bloop, bloop, the whole thing. I know. Yeah, they did reorganize the countries quite a bit, but I don't know. It's, I'll never understand the logic behind it now, but it does make right, so right. much sense now why it's Canada and Mexico are technically the first kind of two countries that you get to choose from because we're yeah. in between them because we're starting right. in America. So it totally makes sense. Yep. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I know. One of those things. <laughs> just one of those things. <laughs> so I think that's it. We hit 15. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 15 and a bonus. 15, 15 plus one. Plus. Because <laughs> we can't not give extra hats we have too many good things to talk about we cannot yeah. deprive our listening audience of all of these lovely hacks that we have so many for their trip it's true it's it true. is true um so yes looking ahead i just pulled it up because i was like i need to figure out what we're doing next um next week we have a q a episode um, so questions that you guys have about anything we've been talking about, um, anything for your an upcoming trip, anything you've always wondered about Disney or answers to questions that you can't find. That's what we're here to help with. So we will be doing a Q&A episode next week. Um, and then the following week, hopefully crossing our fingers, that will be the week before Kate goes to Disney. So we're hoping to be talking about food and wine. That'd be perfect. Hopefully, as long as I have we... to research anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. As great. long as we have menus and things that are hopefully out by then, because that's like a week in advance. So I'm I'm hoping that Disney will have them out by then. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we'll um, that's what's upcoming in the next couple weeks. Um, and if you missed anything that we talked about in our list this evening, that will be posted on our podcast via our. Um, YouTube and also wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of the above. Um, so you can find us there if you missed anything from this evening. Yeah. This is a super fun episode. I think I'd say we have way more than 16. We have yes. a whole bunch because of, uh, everybody, including all of their tips as well. So thank you guys for sharing that. I think it, it takes a village to plan a Disney trip. I think it's yeah, <laughs> a new thing, not sure. just children, yep. but to plan a Disney trip. So yep. yeah. And Mom Street does have threads now. There's not much on it, but it's <laughs> if you're doing brand the new, thing, brand new <laughs> app, the new Instagram version of Twitter, Twitter I guess, is the best way to describe it. So join us over there if you're over there. Kate and I both have our own accounts and Mom Street will be over there. Uh, we're not really sure what it's going to look like yet. We're just, we're along for the ride. So no, I think join I said, us on threads. Earlier it was like, uh, it's kind of like watching Bambi try to try to walk is kind of what Threads is like right now. It's like everybody's trying to figure out what do I post here? Yeah, what yeah. is this for? Um, so it's kind of fun to watch it yeah, be yeah. in its infancy Yeah, <laughs> see what happens with it. That's why I joined it. I'm like, I gotta see my whole like homepage is full of what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what do how do I work it? What, what do I do? So yes, if you want to be a part of that, Come follow Mom Street on Threads. 
you want to be part of the chaos of us figuring yes. out what do we post here <laughs> Come join exactly us. exactly <laughs> So, it's going to be great. And I think uh, you and I both have our own Wishes Mama and Disney Cicerone as well um, mm -hmm. on threads. And I, I do love that it integrates well with Instagram. So that's mm -hmm. fun. I don't know. I'm probably yep. not So you'll see some cross posts here, from us too. and maybe some unique content over there from us. Who knows what we're going to end up posting over there. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make time like I want it to be casual, but also invite conversation. I was like, let's, yeah. like, let's be very real and have a conversation which we do here anyway on live so yeah so maybe we'll maybe we'll put something out for our q a episode next week over there and you guys yeah, can ask your questions over there and we can see where that takes us yeah but we'll, we'll for sure talk. be on the discord if nothing yes. else <laughs> if that falls through <laughs> default to the discord <laughs> yes. yes and you can always find us here on our TikTok and on instagram as well um, and if you need to reach us for any reason and you don't enjoy using the social medias, you can find us at momstreetusa at gmail.com if that is more your vibe. The social medias. I love it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every, most people here are yes. probably enjoying in our live are probably yeah, on you never social media. Maybe listening the to the replays. Yeah, it's you true. never know. You never know. So if you need to find us, you can always send us an email that way as well. Um, or, you know, we're, we're around. Come come find us on any of our 100 accounts that we, we are involved in for our conversation <laughs> earlier about like, all of the accounts. So, yes, come find us. But Christina is writing us a physical letter on pen and paper. I love physical letters. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Lost art, yeah. I think. So. I agree. Anyway, I think that's anyway. it. <laughs> well, oh thank you everybody goodness. for joining us for this wonderful episode of Mom Street USA, where we learned, I'd say more than 15 hacks to be said. We learned lots and lots of hacks for your Disney vacation, and hopefully it was helpful for you and your family. If you have more hacks to share with us, we would love to keep the conversation going um, on our Discord or any of our social media channels at Mom Street. So, um, Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and yeah. we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>